So I guess this kind of segues into a, a good question, Randy. What was violent crime like over there? Uh, violent crime mostly happened around the United States military bases, uh, sexual crimes, rapes, and things like that. Um, no. I, I think of the U.S. as kind of like Babylon 5 or Deep Space Nine or something like Everybody comes here, so everybody puts a little bit of themselves into the culture. So this culture is like in the U.S. here is is pretty unique. So that's why when you hear all these uh, horrible stories about beheadings and stuff during World War II, it's because the, the, the culture was still stuck in like, you know, 1608 or something. And uh, but now they've got, you know, airplanes and cannons and ships and and bombs and things and Hey, China, we're coming for you. Welcome into another kitchen sink microscopy. I'm Casey Rochefort, and we would uh, really appreciate it if you would like and share and subscribe to the channel. We'd really appreciate it. <laughs> ah, crap. I was going to crack my knuckles. But, oh, there. I've got a few cracks left. Oh, I could do it sideways, too. That really drives people up the wall. Um, so... <laughs> I'm Eric Rosenblatt, and uh, Casey and I, we write our own music. It's available out there, iTunes, Spotify, and other music gathering places. So stick around to the end of the episode, and you'll hear a new song. There's going to be a timestamp down there. Um, yeah, we got a website, ksmvidcast.com, if you're curious. It's kind of like a little bit of a backup uh so yeah yeah casey what uh what are we going to talk about today well i'm sure the viewers will love it because this is a topic that which will probably guarantee no commercials uh <laughs> <laughs> um i thought we'd bring on a guest uh, uh randy jones um to talk about uh we haven't really done a full-on gun control episode since like episode one so it, it yeah. was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was like three years ago. Yeah. Wow. So uh, welcome back, Randy. It is very good to be back. <laughs> <laughs> Did we uh, catch you just getting off duty? Uh, I, I, I'm getting some Hogan's Heroes vibes now. <laughs> Who is this man? <laughs> <laughs> no, there's, there's a reason for the madness here. I'm actually... Uh, uh, so far left that uh, you know this should be burning off my skin, uh, but uh, there's a, there's a reason uh, for part of my um, uh, for part of my being here to wear this costume based off of a uh, argument that we very often hear from the right um, about uh, Nazis and uh, gun removal, and uh, we can um, 
uh, get to that when you guys are ready for it. But it's uh, it, it's not what the right thinks it is. Yeah. All right. I, yeah, I've, I've heard a little bit about that. Um, we, we will definitely touch on that, I'm sure. So I figured this would be uh, kind of a, a, a cool angle to go. Like you mentioned, you're so far left and, you know, that tends to be where people are in more favor of more gun control and or banning altogether. Um, it right. kind of varies on the individual, of course, but, um, and then, you know, Eric is, uh, if, if anybody's seen at least like three episodes in a row, you've probably seen one of Eric's guns. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you might actually see a few in the background here. Oh, yep. Uh, I can see you. I- Got count the, the guns Nineteen eleven, <laughs> the ps90 and oh over there we've got the ak because uh well i've got my uh Zelensky t-shirt <laughs> so gotta have the ak but uh you know i'm i'm kind of in the middle so i thought i'd you know i'd participate in the discussion but also kind of try to act as a mediator because i you know i I don't want to see it go too far off the rails. I think there's so much to talk about just in the concept alone that I don't want to get buried in statistics. And you know how I feel about statistics. Uh, and yeah. And and I know that gun control obviously invites a discussion about government, but I just thought it would be best to kind of get it out of the way right at right at the front to say yes, Eric, we know it would be better if there were no government, but let's operate under the, op, uh, uh, the assumption that we, we have to find a way to make this work with what we've got. So, well, it, you know, the way I see it, it's kind of like a win in Rome kind of yeah. thing. Like you, uh, sure. Things could be different, um, but it is what it is. And you work within the confines of what, what uh, the, the tools you have and uh, the, circumstances that you inhabit i guess yeah um, I, I i i'm not gonna say that i won't uh <laughs> make some points uh around government um but yeah i mean, I, yeah, I I mean would, we can't not talk about government in this in this conversation well, sure, sure. But, <laughs> and i agree that like keeping statistics to a minimum is is a good idea like really i think that's a a bad way to have a conversation like just numbers you might yeah. as well be a math class like we can talk about things they're, from they're fine in the big picture sense yeah like, yeah, yeah exactly well and it, it's a way to kind of compare different things but it isn't the only way to look at things uh, i i would much rather look at things from a conceptual standpoint or a, a philosophical standpoint i guess or maybe yeah. experience Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're uh, stripping already, huh? <laughs> it, it's it, it's warm. It, it, it's yeah, it, it's warm. I'm, I'm I'm glad it's not yesterday. Uh, oh my god! That we had, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. warm. In fact, I'll so, probably flip this off too. But I just have a t-shirt on underneath here, so you got to watch a Nazi strip. <laughs> I feel like there should be some B- Bavarian music playing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I'll drink to that. <laughs> you should. Although I'm drinking an IPA, so that's not really appropriate. 
Casey, no. what do you got? I have a, as often I do, a, a very dark beer. Well, it, that's more appropriate than this. <laughs> <laughs> mm. So, so I guess what kind of uh, initially prompted uh, us kind of talking about doing an episode like this was um, an article you had showed me, Randy, uh, regarding how Japan handles gun control and uh, you yes. have actually lived there. Yes. So, right. so your perspective, I think is actually going to be a very good one because you've actually lived in a place where that has been the case, like gotten paychecks and stuff from. Yeah. That and, place, and paid so. and paid taxes and paid into the healthcare system over there. And, uh, uh, lived in a Japanese house and, uh, all that stuff um so as you also know you know i'm a, I'm, a, I'm what they call a certificated pilot they like to use that term in aviation but I basically have a pilot's license in order for me to use this license to fly an airplane which can be a deadly thing i have to take a medical test every so often i have to take drug screening every so often uh sometimes it's randomized um i have to recertify every two years um, plus I have to like have so many landings and takeoffs within a 90 day period in certain conditions, day or night, depending on the flying I'm going to do in order to take passengers up. Uh, and, and the list goes on. It's very highly regulated. It's very controlled. Wow. Um, and that I can relate towards how Japan handles, uh, their, their gun ownership over there. As you know, they have very few gun fatalities every year. It's also almost impossible to buy guns over there. Um, and uh, in order to do so, you have to, you know, take a class and uh, uh, you have to, um, oh gosh. I mean, it, it's, it, you know, there's, yeah, there's mental, mental health evaluation. There's, um, uh you have to re- you have to recertify every I think every year or two uh, to maintain ownership. The police have to come and inspect your home once or twice a year to make sure you are storing your gun and your ammunition in separate locked areas. Um, and uh, I believe they only allow uh, rifles and shotguns and, and no handguns, uh, from what I remember. But that may be slightly incorrect. I, I'll have to double check on that. But basically, well, I, that that stands the reason if the whole point is home defense, right? Because that tends to be the best weapon in the home is a shotgun, correct? Right. I, yeah. Or- okay. Yes. As as a person who knows a thing or two about <laughs> firearms. Um, a shotgun is the best thing for home defense. Um, it's very devastating to an intruder. It won't necessarily overpenetrate and will say like kill your neighbor, even if you miss. Um, it, it it is very very ideal for especially home with buckshot, right? Yeah, yeah. You get double up buck, perfect. That that's all you need. Um, perfect thing for home defense. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, I should have had the Keltec KSG out here. Uh, <laughs> that's my my home defense gun because it's a bullpup configuration, which I I'm a big fan of that. Um, anyway, yeah. So just thought I'd throw that in there. Um, yeah, I mean handguns could be reasonable. It depends on how much space you have um, and the configuration of of the place you live. But uh, certainly a shotgun, especially a pump shotgun, like what. When you, when you chamber around, 
it has a very distinctive sound that um like it means business um <laughs> so so if somebody hears that and they keep coming you know which probably wouldn't occur that often um because i I'm, I'm pretty sure most people are gonna get the hell out of there uh if they hear that um well, so I guess this kind of segues into a, a good question, Randy. What was violent crime like over there? Uh, violent crime mostly happened around the United States military bases, uh, sexual crimes, rapes, and things like that. Um, no. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, Okinawa was, is, it still happens today. Uh, even sometimes uh, the, you know they'll kill they'll kill somebody. You know they go out, the Marines go out, they get drunk, and you know oh there's a cute girl, and like oh no you're gonna come with me back behind this dumpster here, and but that's that's where most of that happens. Once in a while you'll hear of somebody really flipping their lid and like taking a a knife and, and stabbing somebody in the neck on the train or something, but I mean there's not a lot of violent crime over there. Um, but see the other aspect of it too is. Um, they have a national health care system with access to uh, various types of health care, including mental health. But they also have uh, an interesting homeless population that resides in the train stations at night. Uh, they clear out in the morning. Uh, they go to work uh, if they have a job and they come back at night around eight or nine o'clock and set up their cardboard in, in obscure par parts of the train stations. Um, and, and they're very benign, uh, so they don't, and they don't do drugs. Um, there's very few drug issues in Japan, unless, of course, you're in, like, the Yakuza gang and, and have, like, some kind of access that I'm not really too familiar with what they do, to be honest. But, um, you know, you fly into the country like Paul McCartney with a little bit of weed on your person and you go straight to jail. Um, you know, there's there's not a lot of of that at all there's not a lot of uh, drug abuse they rarely prescribe opiates over there uh in japan that they only use morphine for like end of life care otherwise it's various forms of uh, NSAIDs uh for uh, pain relief uh, so you don't have uh, pill poppers or people snorting things like that um uh so there's not a lot of violent activity over there you know you 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 go out and you spend like four or five hundred dollars and leave your shopping bag underneath a tree it'll stay there for a week and you can come back and pick it up and nobody will take it wow yeah and and i think that kind of speaks to the the, the difference between say like the u.s culture and the japanese culture like how very different they are um like i i don't see it as necessarily a difference of legislative properties or anything it's it, it's something that that's part of the people um right yeah it, yeah and it's kind of a chicken egg thing you could argue all day which if any of those are causing or affected by a particular aspect of the culture like it's it's all it's all a blend, but it's also all human too. Like we're not that different from each other. Well, no, you're, you're right. And, and I think like the Japanese culture has been around for a very long time, like longer than organized governments, uh, the like nation systems itself in, 
as 2,000 years old. And yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and I think that, and that. it's also very isolated, kind of being mm-hmm. in the, surrounded by water. Right. So, and it's very homogenous, um, not entirely, but quite homogenous. So there aren't like all kinds of different cultures mixing together. Like it, <coughs> I, I think of the U.S. as kind of like Babylon 5 or Deep Space Nine or something like mm. everybody comes here. So everybody puts a little bit of themselves into the culture. So this culture is like in the U.S. here is, is pretty unique. Um, it's very I, I don't want to say dilute, but it kind of is. And, uh, and we're a young nation, and yeah, and yeah, think we've we've got that adolescent smugness about us, like oh, you know, like these other cultures are doing guns this way, but that would never work here, you know. Like we know what we're doing. We're smart, you know. <laughs> we're mm-hmm. we're fucking young. I mean, let's face it. Well, and it, 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 I mean, it, sorry, Randy, I didn't. You were, I was going to say Japan is also uh, still to this day very xenophobic. Yeah. Um, although it is really easy to get a work visa over there, uh, which is why a lot of Americans go over there to teach English. It's easy work. Huh. Um, it takes two weeks, costs 70 bucks, and uh, you're done, and then you can, you can work. Uh, whereas trying to get my wife a visa here took, uh, I don't know, nine months and several thousands of dollars and uh, several embassy visits and interviews and, and all of that. But in Japan, they're still fairly xenophobic, even against like other uh, folks in Asia, the Chinese, the, the Chinese, yeah, you know, the Korean, the Koreans, especially. Um, mm-hmm. But you, you go to some of the cities, uh, like in uh, in Tokyo, uh, Fukuoka, where I was at Osaka. I mean, in the big cities, you'll see, you know, a, a white dude walking down the street every so often, once in a while, likely an English teacher, or maybe he's there on business for a company or something. But you go out to the smaller towns in the countryside where less people speak English and sometimes uh, you become more of like the novelty item, like the, the, the word they use is gaijin means outside person. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember one time walking through a grocery store and there was a, a lady giving uh, samples out and she had this bullhorn and uh, she was saying in Japanese, Oh, please come try this. Please come try this. And then she saw me and she said, Oh, gaijin's on please come try the sample and everybody in the store heard it and they like dropped everything and all eyes were on me. Cause I'm like the only like white guy. Cause as soon as they said, there's, you know, there's a foreigner here. Like where's the foreigner? Where's the foreigner? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, anyways, well, and that kind of, that kind of goes to my point of uh, that, that foreigners are a novelty there. Um, Cause here in the U S we got people from all around the world. Like you walk down the street and you're going to see people from everywhere. Um, it, it's very, very common. And so nobody really cares except Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose. So yeah. I, yeah um, hmm. <laughs> it's interesting, you know, like prohibition historically almost never really works, No, yeah. but but what you're describing it, with respect to guns, at least maybe not drugs, but um, it sounds like it's not really any form of ban at all. It's basically just very, very regulated and very regulated. I mean, safety they, oriented. And that's how it been ever since they had the new constitution. Once the world war two ended now, before world war two, people had guns. I mean, they were introduced in the, 
by the Portuguese uh, when they had a little colony called uh, Dejima, I believe it was called. Uh, and that's when they in introduced guns to Japan. And that was back in, I think, like the 1600s. So we're talking about a very early type of musket. Um, you know, maybe those ones where you have to have a little burning match on it to hit the hit the plate there to that's called a match lock. Match yeah. lock, that's what you call it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's so that's what they were introduced to. And uh of course, uh when uh Commodore Perry came over in the mid eighteen hundreds and said, Okay, we're gonna you're gonna open up your port and, and start trading with us right now, otherwise we're gonna start, you know, firing off some cannons. Then Japan went into this whole huge uh accelerated uh, movement of modernization, building train lines, uh, get, getting cannons, um, you know, equipping an actual army, not with swords, but with rifles and, and whatnot. And their modernization process went a little bit too fast for how the culture could uh, adapt to it a little bit. So that's why when you hear all these uh, horrible stories about beheadings and stuff during World War II, it's because the, the, the culture was still stuck in like, you know, 1608 or something. And, uh, but now they've got, you know, airplanes and cannons and ships and, and bombs and things. And, and hey, China, we're coming for you. <laughs> and yeah, we're building the Amato. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that's, that's an interesting, like, observation culturally. Uh, the man in the high castle kind of captured that really well. I think mm. uh, the whole, what if Hitler and Japan had won and divvied up the United States, that, that kind of, uh, I don't know, like honor based sort of culture carried on and, and into the 1960s in the story and stuff. And it, anyway, that that's, off topic <laughs> well, but um oh, okay sorry. so do you do you think uh, uh anything like that could ever happen here so in the united states um you know i think at best because of how many guns are out there um in ownership at best yeah. Uh, just know. as an aside, there are more guns in the U.S. than people. Is that a statistic? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. I. I said I, I didn't say I wasn't going to throw that out. Big there, picture. It's big it, picture. It, it's not a statistic because uh, it, there's no numbers. Uh, I just said there are more guns yeah, than yeah. people. Yeah. 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 No, I've heard that before, but I, I think you know, I, I, I'm not a politician, but you know, I, I just have experience with. Uh, you know, being around guns and, uh, you know, if you want to hear that story at some point, we could talk about that too. But uh, I think, you know, the best we could hope for is more legislation and, you know, reduce the type of guns that can be sold. And because you're not, you're not going to be able to go house to house with a squad of people uh, taking guns away because you're, you're never going to get them all. You're, you're never going to get them all. Now, ideally where I stand politically uh, I would like to see no guns because I'm a very nonviolent person in that regard. I don't even have a gun in the house. You know, it's kind of funny because I'm a nonviolent pacifist, but yet I own guns for defensive purposes. Um, yeah, I mean, and I don't, I, I don't even like squash flies, you know, I, I, I don't uh, even, nor I don't either. I, I, 
like everything goes outside. I catch things and uh, like, yeah. So we're at least similar in that regard. I, I just, yeah. I, I kind of wonder like and me, I don't own a gun and I don't really want to ban them, but I'll squash a motherfucking fly. <laughs> or a spider. Uh, no, no. Yellow jackets. Fuck those fuckers. Oh my God. If, ooh, yep. You're all dead. If you come in here, you're dead. This this 1911 is blowing your fucking head off. Do I hear like an Onyx song playing? <laughs> I, I just, you know, like what, what you were saying, Casey, about like uh, the prohibition doesn't work. I, I mean, and we know it doesn't work. Um, I, I, I don't think that more legislation um, around the tool is the solution. Um, it, it seems like it could be, and, and, you know, you can look to various places and make comparisons, uh, Japan or Australia, although it, that's a, Australia is an interesting case. Um, but just yeah. simply legislating something away doesn't make it go away. No, it doesn't. Prostitution's illegal. Drugs are illegal. Well, illegal drugs are illegal um so and and actually what you were saying randy about uh people the homeless population in japan not using drugs speaks a lot to how it's more a cultural thing than a regulatory thing um like i don't know that you could just be like well we'll just carbon copy this thing and drop it in over here in the U.S. and well, everything will be exactly the same. I, I don't think so. Um, uh, and I'm, and it's probably because we're such a young nation that we we need to have you know several hundred more years of maturity. I mean, I always like to tell people, I say, hey, you know, this is 2022. You know, we should be better than this when when it comes to yeah. hearing about things on the news, like like. The other day, some guy went into Subway and, and shot the worker because they put too much mayonnaise on their sandwich. Look that one up. It happened. Yeah, I did hear about that. That is but, crazy. But did you know, speaking of making things illegal, did you know that you could go down to your local nursery and you can buy a packet of what are called red seed poppy seeds and you can plant them in your garden and you can legally grow them? But once you slice the heads open to extract the latex for the morphine and coating that's inside of them, it's a federal offense. But who's going to catch you? Yes, <laughs> I do actually know that. Um, <laughs> don't ask me how, uh, but I do know that. Yeah. Uh, so, well, um, I, I'm, I'm kind of in the middle on this too. Like, I, I can see the argument for culture being integral to that and our culture is very much like born and bathed and marinated really in guns like they've just always been around somebody early on was like oh we got to write this shit into the constitution we want our guns you know and that's you're you're not going to undo that right like not enough to peacefully move towards something like that in a homogenous way well then I don't the, you can't just say, oh, well, you know, we're going to pass legislation um, that has this expected result and expect that 
that result is going to come to fruition. Um, the people who follow the law are law-abiding people. Um, so to say, well, we're going to just ban guns and guns are going to go away. Well, you know, that's not going to happen. I, me as a person, I, I would like to defend myself. They're okay. I, I believe most people are good, but there are bad people out there too. And when shit goes down, I want the, the ability to defend myself against bad people who want to do bad things. To, to me and the people that I care about. Um, it, Here's a thought experiment. Let's say you and I are having an argument between us is a table and on the table is a pencil and a gun and you get pissed off at me and you want to attack me. Which one are you going to grab? The potato. I would grab, I'd the, grab yeah, the table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would grab the pencil and just be like, whack. Hey man, because because you know I I don't want to hurt anybody. In fact, most uses of firearms, at least in the U.S., uh, this is what I know. Um, there are like millions of uh, firearms defensive uses of firearms in the U.S. that don't result in anything happening. It's kind of like. You just show, hey, I got a gun, and then people walk away. Um, now, you can do that with anything, though. Like, as long as the other person doesn't have it. As uh, long as the other person the, doesn't have a gun, yeah. No, no. Like, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like, here's the thing. I've done that with a knife and got somebody who is attacking me to run away. But and, and, did, and did they have the a point, gun? The, no, well... I, Fuck, if they had a gun and they were going to use it, they would have used it before I got to my knife. You Not know, necessarily. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's how confrontation goes. The point I was trying to get out with my thought experiment, which you always ruin, <laughs> is that, you know, hey, don't say always <laughs> is that in the heat of the moment, if you want to kill someone right then and there, you're going to go for the tool that will do it right then and there. But if, if, if something takes more effort, if something takes longer to do that thing with, by the time you're putting the effort in, you're already losing steam. You know, like you have a chance to cool your jets. And I think that's what we see more than culture in places like Japan and, you know, all these other countries like Norway and stuff. And, you know, um, I oh, think Norway you just see the thing. I just hang on. I, I know where you're going with that. And it's a statistic. Uh, <laughs> the, not, the, the, not the thing numbers. about the thing about being able to let yourself cool off is a huge reason why you don't need to defend yourself, but you can always defend yourself. Like that's really? that's that's the false analogy: is that taking really? guns away means you cannot defend yourself. You, wait a second. Well, okay, so there's a lot of thoughts that, that like, there's too many things, because I was going to say, like, what was the point of the thought experiment? What are you getting at? Um, but that you also, need to cool your jets. <laughs> well, but, uh, no, I, 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 like, bigger than that. Like, where where is this going? Like, what is... Gun, guns are convenient. If you don't have time to cool your jets, you get gun violence. That's, that's kind of the 
take home from that? Uh, I don't know that. I, I, well, I think you're going to have to make a more compelling argument than that to, to convince me at least. Um, but you can't always defend yourself. It, if they're okay. Home invasions happen. If, if you're one person in a house, three people invade your house uh, with eh, pick a tool. They've got a crowbar They've got a baseball bat and one person has a gun. Which would you rather have to defend yourself? A gun or a pencil or a table? <laughs> like, I mean, I think you're making the same argument I am just for a different reason, though. Like, it's the most convenient tool. It's the most deadly tool. Yeah, that's exactly what makes it useful for defense. Right. But and, what? And, <laughs> like, hmm. The, th the thing about this type of argument is that y you always you always come down to the, the the idea that guns will always be there and that's not even the case in Japan like if there's a home invasion in Japan you can bet your ass they're not breaking in with a gun you know uh, like, no, you can't. Very, there's very yeah. little crime like that as well so yeah but, like there are still guns in Japan. It is possible. And not oh, only that, yeah. but if you're an elderly person who doesn't have the physical strength to fight off like three people invading your house, they don't even need guns. They just have to be big and burly. Uh, and you, you stand no chance. Like they could rape you. They could kill you, do whatever the hell they want to you. And you have no way to fight back, at least with some kind of firearm you can level the playing field and, and stand a chance of defending yourself. I don't want to go around and rape elderly people. Well, I'm not saying There's, you would, yeah. Randy. I'm just saying with people <laughs> breaking in could, and they do. Like, that is a very real concern. And yeah, I, I know it's pretty easy. Talking statistics, right? Like, how often does that happen? Well, how often do you get a flat tire, but you still carry around a spare tire in your car? A car jack, some tools or something, right? If, I mean, if you're, you know, halfway cognizant, um, you at least have like something for emergencies, some flares or something. Like, we hope it never happens, but if it does, it's nice to have those tools to to be able to to deal with that situation, and and to take that away, because the thing is like the. It's already illegal to break into somebody's house. It's already illegal to rape somebody. It's already illegal um, to, to kill somebody, but people still do it. And, you know, if, if guns are illegal, well, then it would be illegal to have guns. And, but do you, do you really think the people who are intent on doing harm are going to pay attention to that? They're going to be, oh, wait a minute, that's illegal. No, they're, we, the, 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 the people who follow the rules are going to be the ones that don't have the tools while the people who don't follow the rules do. And that is a problem with our like quasi sovereign states because there's too little geography. Like in Japan, like it would be like a trek to procure yourself a gun for a crime while still in the heat of the passion to commit the crime. Okay. Yeah. And that's true. And in fact, I, I, I just at a little bit of an aside, I would ask people to like, cause people think Japan is very small. 
look at how big Japan is in compared to say like the eastern coast of the US. It spans that whole entire space. It's a pretty big place. Um, but yeah, being kind of isolated, uh, in that case, you're right. Like it, it'd be very difficult to procure something. Now, granted, of course, you can make something if you're uh, have like you know high school engineering. Well, and I you can make a bomb. You can make yeah. a bomb too, but it's the effort. That's the point. Is like when you introduce effort. I, I mean, like. Somebody can break into your house by busting a window, but you still lock your door, right? Like you, mm-hmm. you increase somebody's effort in order to do something and it acts as the deterrent. Like you don't need to get to the point of like, you know, having to brandish a weapon or having to actually fight if you have a secure enough surrounding, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, no, you're correct in that. Um well okay let me just there's 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 so many different angles here uh need more beer yeah Um, i mean we don't have a dystopian level crime scenario like no no we don't and i want to keep this like you know kind of well as lighthearted as it can be and 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 friendly because i i think you know we all agree on some of the fundamental principles um just maybe not necessarily the execution and that's okay um interesting choice of words japan all all the time as a reference i mean you can all, also take a look at um switzerland total opposite everybody has a gun because everybody's trained as militia in case they get invaded because they're a neutral country they've got but shots. they are still trained but they're but they're trained yeah Everybody that, has the, the, the training. Okay. I, I take issue with the training thing. Okay. Aside from accidents, right? Like training can fix that. It, like people doing dumbass things, like trying to clean a gun and like it's chambered and they're looking down the barrel and like fidgeting. Okay. Training can fix that, but training can't fix mental health. No, somebody but, going haywire and uh, and doing something bad and guns don't even come into that equation like if you want to kill a bunch of people you could find thousands of ways to do it yes uh, th- there was the guy what, what guy in france or something that like drove a, a big van through a crowd of people and killed like no. what did he kill like 80 people or something well, that's happened that's happened here too like yeah and yeah you know the 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 big thing i love i think all three of us can agree mental mental health is important and we should mm-hmm. make it more accessible yes yes yeah. and, and and culturally i want to say we should be less uh critical of people who have mental health issues and, yes. so that they're willing to get help and this yeah, is one but, of the things that bugs me about the red flag laws is like well it actually kind of counteracts what it's hoping to do because if you go to a doctor, you're, you're feeling depressed, you're feeling suicidal, you're, you're feeling out there or something, and with the way things are going, you say you have some guns and you're like, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm feeling something, but I want to get, get help. But if I get help, they're going to be like, oh, 
you're crazy. Well, we're going to take your guns away. Well, then now the people with the guns don't want to get help. We yeah. we should be totally okay with anybody getting help for any any reason at all. Yeah, uh, but 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 I I'm not 100 percent against red flags because um uh, I mean I have mental health issues, not to the point where I've lost control of myself, but to the point where like I'll talk myself out of owning a gun because of my mental health issues. Like I'm making that judgment call for myself, and, and that's good. Because a lot yeah. of people don't do that. Well, um, that, that brings me to my other point. Like uh, the other thing I think we can all agree is that training is important, not necessarily to prevent accidents alone, but to instill a respect for the deadliness of the weapon. Yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. I, you know, I, like, I think that's the golden nugget right there for mm -hmm. training. I, I grew up around guns. Uh, my father was a Vietnam veteran with undiagnosed PTSD. Um, he, uh, got into hunting and gun collecting and stuff. And so I grew up around them and I knew the, you know, I, I knew the risks were, and I knew he did keep the ammo stored separately from the guns, but he did keep some guns in his safe, um, loaded, uh, at times and had a few guns around the house just in case, uh, for, for defensive purposes, uh, that were loaded, but they were put in places where a child like me could not get to them. Uh, so, uh, but, but this was all made very, very clear to me, but he, um, he had over 60 weapons hmm. and he had this massive gun safe in our living room and you walk into our house and the first thing you would see is this big, huge gun safe. Hmm. And he oftentimes got off on opening it up when I had friends over there showing off some of the stuff that he had. And, um, he, uh, he eventually went nuts and, uh, he became a, really serious in the dumpster alcoholic and now he's in a care facility he's got dementia um hmm. but he attempted a police suicide back in 2007 in, in reston hmm. on new year's eve it was a 14-hour standoff um and that's how he was for the last couple of years as, as it built up to that swat team came over blew out every single window in the house there were 40 canisters of tear gas we recovered on the inside house was a total loss so that had to go back to the bank um but uh, I've seen him pull a shotgun on my sister before. Um, I've huh. seen him do other things with guns uh, while he was drinking uh, and having issues. And quite oftentimes he would uh, have the police called on him uh, towards the end there and until that big final standoff. And he would not go to the VA and get the help that he needed. Hmm. And he wouldn't you know, quit drinking. Um, but, you know, when you have undiagnosed PTSD, I mean, a lot of veterans who come home have that. So and then they, they, that's where a red yes. flag law actually would have saved a lot of artists. Right. right. Yeah. And, and no, I, I, as much as I don't like the idea of people being able to essentially swat an ex that they don't like or something like that. Right. It, it, it does kind of make sense. If you are exhibiting, and, and this is something... And I'm going to go into statistics, but it's something that happens time and time again, where people, family members, loved ones, they see somebody that they know getting out of hand, like losing control, going off the rails, and they know that they're dangerous. They're a threat to other people. And they tell the authorities, right? They, they call the cops or something and like, hey, this person's 
a danger. You, you got to do something. And they're like, well, we can't really do anything. Um, and then they go and shoot up a school or something. It happens more often than it should. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, within reason, I think it makes sense. And it's kind of no different whether it's uh, cops and the, the governmental system or your family members that care about you. Who and are we, like, have, hey, we have yet to see how discerning they are. Like it just got signed into federal law. It hasn't actually started happening yet. Yeah, yeah. It, okay, so I, I guess I, I will throw this caveat out here with red flag laws. I'm okay with them as long as a false alarm is harshly punished. If you, if it's proven that you essentially swatted somebody um, for no reason, well, you should, you should go to prison. Uh, It should be a very harsh punishment. Uh, for a, a false alarm, uh, like because I agree with that's that. That's I mean, really that's, the only concern that I nasty have to do is somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not only that, but if somebody really is mentally unstable and they're kind of on the edge, they're all like, "Oh, tinfoil hat!" Like, "Oh, they're out there to get me." And and you say, "Oh, this person's crazy." And, you should take their guns away. Well, I mean, you, you can only imagine the outcome that could, could occur there. Like, that is a recipe for disaster. Like, you, you'd better be damn sure that they're an actual threat um, uh, and have some evidence, at least. Uh, so, yeah, uh, because... Lots of cops and innocent civilians have been killed um, because of stuff like that. Oh, uh, yeah. When I was in middle school, and, and Casey knows about this, um, I was uh, what they call today bullied uh, by a number of individuals because I was a, uh, a geek, a dork. Uh, you know, I came out as a Star Trek fan, and so I would get like menu menu and all kinds of weird stuff to me. and people would, would make fun of me and insult me. And I used to go into the counselor's office all the time there to um, re- re- basically report it and, and, and ask for some help and some, some guidance on there. The counselor was totally useless. But I never once, never once ever thought about grabbing one of my father's guns and taking it to school. And I think one of the reasons behind that was because of how I was raised around them. Uh, and I didn't have any mental issues going on you know where i was like you know deep down depressed my 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 family wasn't broken at that time uh you know i wasn't abused uh i i didn't have you know demons and voices going on in my head i was just a normal seventh grader just trying to you know get some of my homework turned in on time and enjoy a pastime that that i like but all the people thought was was dorky but i never once thought of inflicting any violence on them whatsoever i i do recall one time i was making a list though in class because i was bored i was making a list of the people who've been picking on me now that might be something one would consider to be a red flag but i never once thought about like doing anything about it you Uh, know it doesn't have to you know like i think people really overreact when it comes to 
warning signs. Um, and, and I get it. Like you, you have to take stuff like that seriously, but I think you also need to really like, I think, I think it needs to be a trigger to look at them closer and not just to do a knee jerk reaction. You know, yes. like, I yeah. totally agree. And Randy, yes. Um, I was one of those people. Or I, I still am one of those people too. Um, <laughs> We all are. I think. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're all nerds, um, yeah. and and it's okay. Um, yeah, I remember uh, some similar situations, but yeah, I, I grew up around guns. Never felt like oh, I need to act out in anger against these other people, especially now. Um, you know, with my own personal philosophy, like uh, the initiation of force can never be justified is kind of the core philosophical tenet of my beliefs um so that's that's how i was raised too like you know i shot guns when i was in like the third fourth grade or whatever and i Mm -hmm. learned to respect the the tool early on but i was also bullied a bunch and like a like spit on and, and everything like just really inhumane shit like or dehumanizing i should say um and no, I never had one of those thoughts either. Like the most violent, I, like I, I would not fight back. My dad told me to fucking punch these people. He's <laughs> like, I'm, I'm sick of this shit. Next time they call you a nerd, just punch them. And I was like, no, I don't want to, you know, like the most violent I got was thinking about martial arts, like learning martial arts to defend myself, which, which is actually badass. Like, Okay. <laughs> Look, I could come in with the AK, but I don't. I'm just going to kick your ass with my bare fucking hands. <laughs> you know, like, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, and, you know, it's kind of like... I, and then that's not just because we were raised around guns. It's because we were raised right. You well, know, like, True, true. And, like there's and a I, lot going into that exactly like well i know uh the first time i shot a gun i had suddenly gained a great amount of respect for that tool like whoa well this is this is this is not a cap gun um (laughs) holy shit like whoa did you see what that did to that thing and but i i think this kind of what we're talking about, it, it really illustrates how important mental health is. Um, you know, cause I, I do like, well, I, I like tools. So guns are tools. I like guns too. They're kind of fun. It's cathartic to shoot stuff. Um, but I would never use a firearm in anger against somebody else. I, I don't care how depressed I am. And <clears throat> I might be a functioning alcoholic, um, <laughs> but that would that would never come to my mind to to use a firearm against somebody else in anger, especially randomly. Um, but mental health is is so important. Like the difference between me and the guy that shot up the school a while back. Um, is mental health 
Yeah, it it isn't the guns. It, it like, but but you know what? Like I I fully one hundred percent agree with that. But I do see uh, weakness in uh, you know even if we provided like all the free mental health care, people will slip through those cracks too. You know, just just like the argument, if you ban guns, only outlaws will have guns and stuff. Yeah, that is true. That will happen a little bit. That's why you you need to find that happy triangle of things that are kind of checked and balancing each other to where you get as few problems as possible. You know, okay, you're you're correct. And you know, if mental health is addressed, then we could have a conversation about um, regulatory uh, solutions to firearms. Well, yeah. Cause where do these kids get these guns from? Yeah. And yeah, you know, yeah. maybe if they enforced the proper storage, like they do in Japan and like maybe random inspections to make sure that that storage is enforced in my argument, mm-hmm. you know, some of that could be prevented. Cause you know, like I said, my father had guns, you know, in the gun safe, it was it wasn't locked half the time we had a couple of handguns stored around here and there in the house so i could have easily i knew where they were at i could have easily grabbed one and you know done something with one but uh i knew i, I just knew better and and uh I, I never did that so yeah where do these guns come from you know if, if you know if mental health can't be addressed or if nobody's coming forward and getting the help that they need how come these kids are still getting their hands on weapons yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, those kinds, well, it's like drugs. Well, where is all the fentanyl coming from? Well, it's traffickers that traffic these things because there's a demand for it. But does um, a 13-year-old so, know how to use the black market, though? I mean... Uh, if they have connections, possibly. Well, in fact, they're probably using... Um, well, they're, not, they're beyond tour now. All... Yeah, um, all it takes to get to, you know, the dark web or whatever is a friend that knows how. Like, mm-hmm. that's it. You know, it's actually pretty easy to do bad things in this country. <laughs> like, Yeah, and, and, and that's why I think, like, we shouldn't be concerning ourselves with the tools. We should be concerning ourselves with the why. Like, I have all these tools, and I have never, ever, in fact, having all these tools kind of makes me hesitant to even bring them out. Like, uh, so as you have them laying around, like they're passed out from a drunken debauchery. (laughs) Yeah. In in a video that, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I kind of brought stuff out. Well, you know, Randy, you uh, dressed up for the, the beginning of this video. So, but I wouldn't wear that to the grocery store, uh, which, <laughs> which, which no, oh the, my god, yeah, right. Which, uh, <laughs> by the way, the reason why I wore that is um, we often hear this argument by uh, by the right that says, "Well, the Nazis came to power and they took everybody's guns away and they took everybody's freedom, and that's what the Dems and the left wants to do in this country." And well, doing some research on the subject. They just took the guns away from the Jews. Hitler was mm-hmm. actually pro-gun ownership, and they had a permit system there where you bought a gun, you filled out a permit. Um, not everybody used that system. 
And that stuff was written into law four years before Hitler took power. Right, exactly, exactly. (laughs) So it wasn't really him doing it. No, no. hmm. It was just, uh, it was the Weimar Republic, but Mm -hmm. where the gun laws came from. And a lot of people had guns that they owned from before World War I that were never registered. Um, uh, But uh, no, they just didn't want the Jews to have guns. And then they did use the permit system to see who had guns and if they turned into being like a communist or an enemy of the state, then they could go out and confiscate their guns knowing that they had a weapon registered in their name. Um, so but- are, are you, sorry, I, I'm, I'm, are, are you making my argument for me there? Um, well, I mean, I, I wanted to bring this up to clarify what the right likes to say. Yeah, no, uh, I, 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 yes, because I think there's a lot of misinformation out there yeah, about that and opinions and stuff, and mm-hmm. you know, especially when they say, "Oh, well, it's our God-given right." Like, where in the Second Amendment does it say it's God-given right? Yeah, I think the God-given part comes from the Declaration of Independence. Maybe um, there's a lot going on there. Well, and uh, and you know, <laughs> yeah, this is a this. I I. As an anarchist, like I fucking hate the Constitution. I hate it. I do um, too. Yeah, I, I do like, as well. And I, I wish we could make some changes to it. Yeah, I wish we could just get rid of it. Um, <laughs> we don't need anybody telling us. Like I, I am a like independent living being who deserves to live and be who I want to be. But if you're um, black, I, you'd only be three fifths of a person. Well. okay Uh, yeah under the early rules that's true yeah i wonder if by the time this episode comes out the supreme court's gonna bring that shit back even clarence thomas (laughs) wouldn't that be amusing i would not be surprised at this point well you know i see they they put prayer in schools and i don't say put back because like separation of church and state has been a thing for a long long time and they that's put a, per, they put prayers in schools. Well, kinda. What you mean, kinda? <laughs> they kicked the door open at least. Yeah, like, uh, well, this is what happens when you have government. I'm just gonna say, <laughs> the Supreme Jesus Court right Christ. now is the bad guy with the gun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so don't you want guns now? Like <laughs> when the bad guy comes in with. Yeah, I'm a fucking this ninja, shirt. dude. I could take him out without a gun. Uh, can you dodge <laughs> bullets? Um, Maybe. Like, <laughs> well, I wouldn't be surprised, but not everybody can do that. And, 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 and I guess, oh, man. Oh, my God. There's so many different thoughts now. So many different angles. Holy shit. I need more beer again. Um, guns. Mm. So, okay, I would ask um, both of you, since I feel a bit outnumbered right now, um, do you support the defund the police movement? Who wants to go first? I do. Um, in in the respects of like its deeper meaning, like spread the funds out into. Uh, you know, like give mental health a little more over to social workers, et cetera, yada, yada. 
Yeah. Okay. Yes. I, I kind of like that idea. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with Casey, but I, however, I do agree that we need police, but we need to have police officers who are less racist. Um, I, I've got a friend from college who became a police officer and he's one of the most racist, bigoted guys. I know he works for the Seattle police department and I'm just waiting for him to get caught in some kind of a, a scandal with a black driver and th that and, job attracts that kind of person and i hate because, because they don't have accountability and everybody knows it right and so well, and, and, body cams and then well, you know th that only help, helps to a certain extent they're still gonna have bad so bad things at the end of the day your life is all you have um so wouldn't you want the ability to defend yourself against <clears throat> some kind of bigoted cop because uh, you know in in what we're talking about here the your ideal world only cops would have guns and the military which the military is is responsible for far more deaths than any you know civilian firearm owners but of course because, yeah. Uh, yeah wars kill hundreds of thousands of people like you think a school shooting where 10 people die is a bad thing oh yeah look at world war ii uh how many civilians died there oh way too many yeah i know yeah uh, it, what about this situation though so let's say this cop pulls you over and you, you both have guns you got a gun in your car and he's got a gun on this person ready to go uh, but for some reason he's He's on some kind of a power streak or whatever, and he asks you to step outside of the car, and you decide because of what's going on and how he's treating you, it's time to grab the gun and defend yourself. Who's going to get shot? You are, because you're not going to have enough response time to be ready unless that gun was on your person. Well, uh, it depends on uh, your training, I guess. <laughs> Even um, if you got first shot off, you would be hunted down and killed by the other cops. Okay. Yes, Casey, right. you're right. There'd be <laughs> helicopters flying around. There'd be MRAPs like driving down the streets to yeah. hunt you down and execute. Pol police you. power is not in having guns well, at all. Like well, that's like 10% of it. So I would ask then, because uh, I, I do, I agree with a lot of what you're saying. Like, you know, we're going up about policing all wrong. But then if we get rid of the police and we get rid of guns, who defends you? Like when you call 911, who is coming to your door to help you? And how long is it going to take? I mean, there's that saying, you know, when the seconds count, the police are minutes away. The police don't do anything anyway. And but no, they, they never they, were they, they, they never were tasked to be Batman and just show up just in the nick no, of time and uh, stop the criminal from shooting you. No, no, that they, they only show up after <laughs> the fact. But but that's the point is like when there's somebody breaking into your house and like kill okay, I was gonna say killing your dog, but that would be the FBI. Um <laughs> it's but, it it's a bit like setting up bowling pins with the feather and saying, I'm taking this feather away. Now let's see you knock those down without a bowling ball. You know, like, <laughs> wait, what? Hold on a second. What? What? <laughs> I'm,
I'm just talking about like you know. I, I'm just saying the police were were never really like oh, protectors. So police, like saying, yeah. oh, what if you don't have these protectors anymore? Mm-hmm. You know. Well, if you, okay, you're correct. But if you don't have those, like presumed protectors, like what do you got? What choices do you have? Exactly what we as, have as now. A, and that's what I'm saying. Like yes. you can't rely on the police now, even no. if they weren't here. You would have exactly what you have now. I live in Snohomish County, and whenever I have to call the police, because I'm right across the Linwood City line, I'm in unincorporated Snohomish County. I have to call and ask 911 to, to give me Snohomish County police. It takes them two hours to respond to anything. Jesus. Well, and that's the thing. It's like, who's going to protect you? Who's going to help you? The only person that can help you is yourself. Like, if your kids are being killed or raped, your wife, you know, like your grandma or grandpa or something is, is being murdered. Like, what do you got? What? Oh yeah. Call somebody on the phone and hope the fuck they show up. Like, no, I want a tool I can use right now. I can defend myself Yes, it may not be ideal, but it at least puts me on the same playing field as the other person uh, or close to it. Um, and, and that's kind of like I, I consider this whole thing kind of a dichotomous situation. It's like, on one hand, I think we need tools to defend ourselves. Uh, okay. Today it's guns. Tomorrow it's going to be lasers. Like we're we're going to have this conversation in twenty years. My my point it, always it, comes down it, to you will always be able to defend yourself. It's like you no, like you said no 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 like it always comes down to that. You can just kick you somebody's fucking ass. had training. No, I didn't. Not then. Well, not <laughs> everybody training skills like it, it's circum. It, it depends on on how much experience you have. A, a, a handgun, a rifle, a shotgun. It's pretty universally usable by anybody. You point and you shoot. It's kind of part uh, of the problem, I think. Well, but I, I would argue not. In fact, I think that's pro- part of the solution. But my point that I was getting to is that 20 years from now, we won't be talking about guns. We'll be talking about lasers. And the next generation of it'll be nanobots or something. Oh, you know, uh, militarized nanobots are going to be the thing. It it doesn't matter the tool. It matters what the people who seek to do you harm have and having a tool that you can defend yourself against that with. Like, sure. Uh, you know, this 1911 today, pretty capable, but you know, 20 years from now, this is going to be shit. Like, I'm going to have to have a phaser or some kind of, like, energy weapon to defend against the energy weapons of everybody else. Um, 
Well, okay, so devil's advocate using your own argument, you're never really going to ever have a chance to have the, the even playing field or the upper hand because somebody else is always developing the next best way to kill people. Like, yes, they are. They are. But the, the point is, like, not having, okay, it, if the whole world, it, if all the militaries and the police forces and all the bad guys are using energy weapons, and the best thing you have to defend yourself against that is some kind of matchlock pistol, <laughs> um, I mean, you're kind of asked out at that point. Like, you might as well be flinging around like a piece of paper i guess it comes back to the the you know like the hyperbole gets washed away by seeing these other countries that you know you can point to their cultural differences all you want but like they're still human beings like 99.99999 percent the same like on a molecular level, on a neuron level, whatever, you know, like you peel away the melanin and we're pretty much the same thing. I, I agree. Uh, and, and on that front, yeah. And yet you don't have like all these sinister, like evil cancerous people like taking over. I mean, it's, it's always blown out of proportion on both sides. And that's why yeah. I tend to like fall in the, what I consider the middle. Um, but like, it's not ever really as bad as it's made out to be, you know, Obama well, okay, came, I, uh, everyone was like, Obama's going to take your guns. And he came in with like the house and the Senate and did nothing. Like, <laughs> well, uh, no, okay. You're right. I, again, I would ask like, okay, when somebody breaks into your house, who are you going to call? Who defends you? I grabbed my Joe staff. But that's you. <laughs> I, I, I mean, <clears throat> it's what I have, though, and by choice. Yeah, but what if they outlaw Joe staffs? <laughs> well, that's the funny thing, right? Nobody gives a shit. They, they, you basically can't carry a knife. Yeah, they outlawed swords. They, they quietly took concealed weapons permits and turned them into pistol licenses. Yes, you know, like they they at least worded it in such a way so that it's like, oh, you can only have a pistol hidden away now. But Um, that doesn't nobody cares about that. Quite answer my question. My question is basically like, it's not the tool; it's how you use it. Well, yeah, but it's like, if if you you, if you have a gun and I have a gun, have like. It's kind of, imagine if, um, I don't know, there's some kind of environmental rigmarole going on and like, oh, tires are a problem. So you can't carry a spare tire. Um, That's kind of how (laughs) I see it. Like you you need to have a spare tire. You got to have a jack to jack your car up, to put the tire on the car. You got to have a gas can so you can fill it. Oh, but you can't have a gas can because Inslee doesn't like that now. Um, well, they've already fucked the gas can. Um, but you're talking you know, about preventative measures, and I, I, I can get where there's an argument that it's preventative, but that's like 
and that's a, if it's something on display you know here's the thing about gun versus gun and why it's not an upper hand is that it all comes down to who draws first like if we're not within hand-to-hand combat territory and you have a gun and i don't yeah you win if you have a gun and i have a gun and you're a little faster than me i still lose that, that that's actually not true um that, that's <laughs> and it's like, not like if if no. you come in with a gun and i took you by surprise because i heard you no, breaking no, no, the no. glass like it's not like you're magically going to shoot me no, behind that, that's you. Like, like movie uh, i mean well no it's not yeah like do you <clears throat> did you see what happened in tacoma yesterday there were so many shots fired and like i think 18 people were hit and two people died there were hundreds of shots fired people were shooting all over the place one shot doesn't equal one kill unless you're a fucking sniper Um, okay i didn't say that but what the hell happened where (laughs) that it was tacoma i I never heard of this yeah it was tacoma yeah Monday, yeah. there was a shootout, like a a legit shootout, like old school style. People just wow! Oh, I did yeah. not hear about that. Was it mm-hmm. like what East Side or Hilltop or? Mm-hmm. I think so, and that's that's on the heels of that rave shootout that happened a day before. Yeah, <laughs> that I was I was actually like within two hours of being right in the middle. Of it. Yeah. <laughs> But my point is, like, just because you have a gun doesn't mean, like, a shot doesn't equal a kill. No, um, it doesn't. In, in fact, people get shot all the time. Well, as the previous event demonstrates. And that's and why I say die. it's not the tool, it's the user. You know, like, how you well, and, Yes, yes. And I think we agree on that. And this is why I think mental health is so important. Like, I got a bunch of guns. Uh, like, when have I ever gone on a shooting spree? I have that P90 over there with 50 rounds in that magazine, but I have never shot anybody with it. But that is anecdotal. I mean, like, but, and, but and, and, and I don't, this some is of your arguments wanna... are also anecdotal too. I mean, you know, yeah, but it, the fact of the matter is like this is why i don't like statistics and stuff like that is because then it it feels like there's too much reliance on how probable something is and 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 that somehow should erase the tragedy of life loss that was like unnecessary no, you I, know? okay i agree like and yeah probable probably well the the entire world is probabilistic. Um, but yeah, maybe looking at things through numbers alone is pretty bad. Uh, like we shouldn't do it. That's a, that's a lot um, of what bothered me about the, the COVID pandemic is that people were like, well, in the scheme of things, it's not that many people die. More people die of the flu. You know, it became all these comparisons and well, or or even like in support of what you believe. Like so many people died. Like during we, COVID, you remember how many school shootings we we had while everything was locked down and shut zero. down? Zero. Yeah. So <laughs> but, mm-hmm. 
that's but an that's, interesting discussion point. That I, I, I will uh, concede to the fact that like you have a 0% chance of being bit by a shark if you never swim in the ocean. <laughs> okay. 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 Yeah. Yep. Good point. <laughs> yep. Well taken. Yes, um, that's true. <laughs> but but I mean, like it, it was a nice reprieve from all the you know news stories about kids being killed, which is you know yeah. a bummer. Well, uh, and one of the problems I have is the news stories. It is like, emotional it, appeal, it, but well, yeah, and, and, and it also like sensationalizes yeah that's stuff. Yeah. And here's the thing, like I. But they are still tragic. I mean, very, yeah, absolutely tragic. But I kind of think like we should be looking at things from a solution standpoint. Like, how can we solve this? How can we balance the force? Essentially, I, like the first thing: don't sensationalize things, um, and fuck if you say the perpetrator's name never name names please do not do that it happens time and time again like we hear the name of a person and and that that just encourages somebody else who's mentally unstable and has things going on in their head to to do something to oh giving them attention you mean yeah yeah exactly we should not do oh, that. Man. And like, like that's a good point. I want to talk about solutions. Like, how can we actually yeah. solve this? Yeah, let's let's actually jump into that. Like, if if you had to concede, and and I think you were kind of touching on this with like red flag laws. If you had to concede, Eric, to some kind of additional regulation. That made it harder for you to get the gun that you want. Mm. What do you think is the most like plausible thing that makes sense on that? And then I would, you know, ask the same of Randy on on the uh, yeah opposite side. Okay. Yeah. Start with Randy. Oh, okay. I, I, I okay. <laughs> mandatory drug test and mandatory mental health e- evaluation at the bare minimum, or maybe along as well as like a little physical thing i mean if i've got to do this kind of stuff when i go fly an airplane like i said earlier at the beginning you know why shouldn't you have to what why can't you do this if you want to own a gun you got to prove that you're stable uh you got to prove that you're not you know shooting up heroin or you've got you know you know controlled substances in your system and you've got to prove that um you're physically able, you know, you don't want to, I mean, if you're 70 years old and you're shooting a shotgun and you're getting kind of old and weak and it kicks back and knocks you over. I mean, that, that can cause an injury to yourself, not fatal, but you know, that's maybe a bad argument for that. I don't know, but I mean, just, you know, get the mental evaluation uh, from somebody who is a, a psychiatrist, not just from like, you know, a questionnaire that, that has like 10 boxes. that says, have you ever thought about killing yourself? You know, do you have problems sleeping? Do you feel depressed? Do you, you actually have to sit down with a psychiatrist and spend yeah. some time and basically have them certify you by checking you out and checking your mannerisms and seeing, you know, how you tick. And then of course, you know, go pee in a thing and make it a five panel. You know, it doesn't have to be a 20, 20, 25 panel drug test. Just, you know, check for the big ones, check for cocaine, check for, 
you know, opiates, check for benzos, check for, I mean, I would even say this might be an argument for another show, uh, check for weed, uh, you know, and <laughs> well, it, it is a mild psychedelic. It does affect mood and check um, for alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like right on both counts. So like people think just because they're so pervasive in our culture that they're without detriment, but that's hey, far from true. I, you know, like, okay. Uh, I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say, do we ask the same, same questions for the politicians we vote for who send our children to war? I yeah. think we should too. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I'm a lefty, but I think Nancy Pelosi could uh, use a breathalyzer check every morning. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, she is, like, drunk all the time. She gets so much money from Carlo Rossi, it's crazy. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, if you follow the Pelosi investment scheme, you will become a millionaire, if not a billionaire. Um, Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But anyways, yeah, I'm a lefty, and I hate half of our our Democratic rep reps. I hate the ones from Washington State. Don't get me started on Patty Murray. They <laughs> don't accurately represent me and my interests. Right. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel too. Um, oh man, oh, you made some really really good points there. Holy shit. Um, Man. And, and should that apply also to uh, when you, whenever you want to get a concealed carry permit? Should you also have to do the same thing as well? Not just when you buy the weapon, but also when you, you know, because I mean, uh, open carry is one thing, or, you know, you're going duck hunting, you throw it in the back of the truck, that's one deal. But like, if you want to conceal carry, because if, if you're walking through Pioneer Square on your way to work or something, and you don't want to have any issues with the hobos i mean do you, should you also make sure that you're mentally certified to have a concealed carry permit as well you know i oh, mean i i i actually think we're far too lax with driver's licenses i think mm. that should be something that you also have to periodically retest on take some training on like you might have a lot of real world world experience but you also build in a lot of muscle memory for real bad habits too and no that's actually a really good point Um, periodically checking in with people and re-upping licenses and stuff like that and you know yeah the, the background checks might not cover everything um you know life happens i i might be perfectly sane today and five years from now a complete fucking lunatic you know, like, yeah, yeah. And so, look and look at home environment, too. I would I would throw in maybe. Sure. And I would ask, like, one of the problems I have with uh, things like red flag laws and regulations and permits and stuff is that, you know, things change like the wind. Um, I, 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 hmm, I. Okay, hold on. I <laughs> I'm like overwhelmed. Um, but wait, hmm. are you having a problem with what's being licensed, or just mm-hmm. that the government exists and licenses things, or Both? is that where you're being pulled? 
both, but 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 I, I guess I have a problem with like who decides? Like if there is a mental health check, who decides who is right and who is wrong? I mean, you know, because politics dictates uh, the the rightness and wrongness uh, by well, like four-year terms and essentially and so like if if you're one of the others well you're not now allowed to to possess those things i think criteria like that basically could be very simple it's just looking for violent behavior vengeful thoughts harmful thoughts well well, true i yes i agree However, it's not as simple as that. Like they don't look at those criteria. They claim to, but it, like I worry that the, there's going to come a time, and you know, this is this goes back to like the origin of this episode with <laughs> Randy and his uh, attire. Um, <laughs> You know, what happens if, say, the others take control of the system and decide for all of us what is right and what is wrong? How do we know? Can we build a system that is immune to that? I don't uh, think so. Abolish the parties. Follow George Uh, Washington. Yes. Yes. Fuck yeah. On, on when he gave his retirement speech, he recommended us not to go down the path of political parties. And if we mm-hmm. get rid of the parties, we can. Um, uh, hang on. It's just a message here. Okay. And if we get rid of the parties and maybe voted for candidates by what they stood for versus right. party lines. Yes. I mean, if people would actually read the voters' pamphlet. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, I'm one of rather weird. than looking at like the D's and the R's and just checking whatever I, they I, align with. I don't know if you've watched enough of the show, Randy, to to hear me say this before, but I think when people are running for office, it needs to be like um, what was it, love connection or whatever, where like people were shrouded and like you couldn't see anything about them. You know, mm-hmm. like you had no clue who they were. You just heard what they had to say. Yes. You know, that, like that would work wonderfully too. I, I like that idea as well. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the big one for me: term limits, because we don't yes need mm-hmm. politicians. No more Mitch McConnells or Nancy Pelosi's or nope. any yeah. of those. Because, and and look, look at it like jury duty. You know, that's the other thing too. Is like you know, maybe people should just get randomly selected to serve two years in mm-hmm. in government. Oh. Like my idea of, uh, you know, (laughs) a lottery, a lottery system. Yeah. Oh yeah. That way, that way there's no way, you know, people can, uh, be biased towards one person or the other. And maybe you get two years worth of some right leaning people and you get two years worth of left leaning people, or maybe you'll find out that the vast majority actually is not right wing. Um, you know, and, I don't. I don't really know how that system would work, but it's just more of like a like a wet dream. Or maybe we wouldn't even look at left and right anymore, but just like because the political parties wouldn't even matter at that point. Right. 
Like, yeah. that wouldn't be a thing anymore. Yeah. So, uh, and then just and... keep limited to that short term. And then once they're done with it, then they go back home. So it's like, yeah. It's like you're drafted into the army, except you're in the army of government. And uh, now you got to make laws and stuff for the people that, you know, and then when you're done I, making those you know, laws and you're out of there. That's you actually, that's a pretty good point. We're we're sitting here being like the founding fathers of the next great nation. Yes. <laughs> oh man. Oh, it will be. It will be. I mean, I mean that's that's the thing, isn't it? Like you you have to look back and say, okay, that was a good idea, but it kind of fucked up. Here's how we could make it better if we had a chance to do it over again. And every now and then, you gotta just do it over again. Like it, you're right. Like yes, you, you can't really fathers, fix everything okay. piece by yes. piece. Sometimes you got to level it. You know, you are correct. Uh, like the founding fathers were smart people, but they're not gods. They're not infallible. <laughs> infallible. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um. It's a it is an evolutionary process. Like we learn things, we we try things, we make mistakes, um, and that's okay. This is something like really drives me up the wall about people is like, oh, well, the founding fathers, like, they were like the smartest people in the world. Well, it's like, well, this country is only 200 years old. Really? Yeah. You, you can't, it, it's it, religious thinking. It, it is. Yes, it is. And what about it, the Constitution being a living document that's supposed to be changed whenever we screw up somewhere? Which changed that much. Uh, you know, yeah. Interesting you bring that up because uh, Thomas Jefferson, uh, one of the people that all of the uh, founding father people really love, he thought that too. Like, there will come a time where we as a nation will recognize, well, this isn't quite working and we're going to burn it down and start over. And that's not even forward thinking. That was him being like, look at how this shit fucked up over time. Yeah. He was backward thinking. Yeah. He's, do he's doing what we need to be doing now and saying, hey, <laughs> we knew what we knew then and we know, know what we know now. We need to change that shit. Mm -hmm. And people, people say, you know, they're like, oh, well, it's good that it's hard to change the Constitution. And it's like, well, how's it going to be a living document if you're choking it? Like, mm -hmm. If you can change it and you fucked it up that way, you can change it back. But if you make it hard to change, no one's going to agree on the change and nothing happens. And well, that's, where I had, that's how you get this fucking mess. It, it was built on the concept of individuality. Um, and if it doesn't continue to exist in that time, uh, that framework, well, it's bullshit. Like, it, I mean, it's no it's, different than a dictatorship. I'll say it's a lofty Borg-like goal to craft mm -hmm. a communal area on the ideals of an individual. Mm -hmm. 
if you think about it. I don't know. And then you get these politicians and their parties who you submit these changes to. You know, you say, hey, let's let's make an amendment for term limits. Let's uh, modify the Second Amendment. Let's do this. And then you get this one particular political party who may be in the majority who says, no, we're, we're in the majority and we're going to say no. Plus, we also like to keep our jobs for the rest of our lives because we're, we've got our districts so gerrymandered all, all backwards and stuff that <laughs> there's no way we can lose anyways. Mm-hmm. Abolish gerrymandering and, you know, yeah, okay. lobbyists. Get rid of lobbyists. You know, there's, there's a lot of things that um, I agree with uh, as an anarchist. Um, you know, small baby steps, right? Like yeah. a little at a time. I'll, I'll um, agree that like a small reaching government is a good idea, but it should be buttressed. Like it should be efficient, like useful yeah. and efficient in, in like in such a, in such a way that it's, it's like minimalistically impactful on you. Like, like, Randy, you said something to the effect of your taxes were just a little bit. Your healthcare was 30 bucks and everything was covered, you know, like. Yeah, but they also that, don't have the military budget that, that the United States right. does. Well, so, that's where the efficiency angle comes in, right? right. Like, yeah. it, like if we actually budgeted the money, even like a quarter of the money that we're giving them in taxes, we could probably do more than what we're doing now. Well, <laughs> well and I, I would. I would ask the question, like, why do we have to defer to another person to do something you could do yourself? But you can't do everything yourself. It's well, like your argument with the old I, person no, no. who gets somebody. I didn't like, say everything. I just said <laughs> the things that you. Uh, well, yeah. I like. I can pay the bills. Um, clean the floors and stuff like that. Like, I don't need a, a god or a, a, I don't know, some kind of dictator to to do that for me. Um, so why do we need that? Like, what? What? That's that's a whole other discussion. I think I I don't I don't know that we should really like diverge down that road so much right now i feel like it's kind of relevant but okay i mean i mean it is but like it like i said at the headway like i know we would get way off the rails if we started talking about how government should or should not exist like yeah it's too big of a a conversation it is yes it really it really doesn't have anything to do with guns if you really look at it (laughs) well it does but it doesn't um yeah yeah so you know this is i mean we're an hour and a half in this is actually a pretty good point to probably cinch things up on for now like i i think we actually came to a point where we were all talking about things that we agreed on and solutions and stuff like that and that's the important takeaway is that like we all want to solve the same problems and yeah. if we start focusing on that rather than like, oh, that side thinks this and that side wants to do that. And, and we start looking at like 
fixing shit. You know, maybe we could actually like do something. <laughs> no, you're totally correct. Like, it, and that's a good point. Like, if we actually, as a species, focused on solving problems, well, we'd be demonetized. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, what's really funny is that uh, for, for this uh, episode, I reached out to several uh, people who I know of. Uh, one's a 20-year retired Army infantry veteran who lives in Idaho. Um, another one is uh, who's in the Air Force for eight years. He lives here in town in Linwood. And uh, I, I invited them along to this as well to give the perspective of uh, the right, um, because the they spar with me on Facebook about uh, left and right wing stuff and gun rights and, and whatnot uh, quite often and one more so than the other. And they said, well, podcast. Okay. That sounds interesting. Uh, what's the name of it? Let me go check it out. And both of them had that same response. And then the answer I got back from both of them was, no, I don't feel comfortable uh, uh, doing this. Uh, so I'm going to have to pass. And um, they spend a lot of energy and time, you know, going around saying, you know, Second Amendment and guns and, and you know, it's my, you know, whatever and, and, and all this stuff and, and we love Trump and, and whatever. But they don't seem to have the, the balls to defend their opinions in front of a couple of people who are on different sides of the spectrum. I mean, it's, um, I was kind of hoping for at least one of them to be on here to kind of give some justification for what's going on in the insides of a person on the right. Uh, mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, they both chickened out. That is disappointing. Like, uh, I mean, my, my gut reaction is that like, if you don't have uh, uh, a lot of evidence or, good reasoning or logic behind your your position you might be leery of going to bat for it uh, but you know yeah <laughs> well so i guess they're gonna have to settle for an anarchist defending <laughs> positions they defend <coughs> well <laughs> See you, yeah. space cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that is interesting. And, and I was watching the analytics and, and a lot of uh, a lot of our videos, like uh, one of Eric's earliest minute microscopies on independence has had like a huge spike in views ever since we started talking about um doing this episode and so i think that might have been a lot of your your buddies there being like oh let's see what they think of independence you know <laughs> oh, <okay. Yeah. laughs> oh man <laughs> and it's funny that they, that was eric's minute microscopy and they were like you guys are too left <laughs> it is funny when people say that i'm left <laughs> i'm like it, it, thing is you are like in the in the in the global idea of conservative and liberal america is hella conservative like even the most left-leaning people are like really fucking conservative compared to the rest of the world i'm a communist so <laughs> it's just crazy because like oh, 
in my experience, well, I guess, you know, kind of, I, I don't know if there's I, political spectrums. Like, I, I think that's kind of a it's bad idea. Yeah. It, it's a very easy way to divide people. Like, mm. and we like putting people into buckets. We mm. do. We definitely do. And, and, and it's harmful. Like, it's as also Casey our nature, saying, though. Well, it is. And, you know, as you're saying, Casey, like, we, at the end of the day, we're all humans. Like, we're kind of experiencing the same stuff. I, I guess we all bleed red, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, Unless you're uh, an octopus, then you're blue. <laughs> oh, yeah. True. <laughs> Not everybody has uh, uh, the same uh, chemical elements in their blood, you know. Yeah. Well... Your damn Vulcan green blood. <laughs> <laughs> Had to interject a little Star Trek in there. Yeah. yeah. No, why not? <laughs> yeah. That would be actually an, an interesting episode to do sometime is like Star Trek and guns or phasers, you know, like. Oh, I had that thought. Yeah. Oh, we should. Like we, you, like you don't see much of it when they're on Earth or whatever. But also, nobody then, like, has talked about that. We are like the nerds enough that could do this. I've got a whole <laughs> box full of phasers over there. <laughs> oh hell yeah! Uh, I could do what Eric's doing. I could just lay them out, put them on the wall up here, <laughs> tie one around my neck on a lanyard. <laughs> Uh, but do you have an actual functioning phaser that um, shoots an actual beam? No, but I have ones that make lights and sound. <laughs> that that's more than most toys do. Uh. Oh my god! What? We oh. well, that might be a a, a fun one to do. Um, well, I I know you've you've got to run off and. Uh, be a dad yeah i gotta do oh. dad stuff here so uh well th thank you very much for coming on and uh giving some japanese and and uh and third reich perspective <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna sing hell um <laughs> i i actually had an idea to make an entry on this you know when casey was doing the introductions but i, I decided not to do it i was going to goose step my way over and then <laughs> there but uh my, my wife's a little ill today and so she's not feeling too well and the least i can annoy her the better so <laughs> well we really appreciate you coming on the show like uh, as always uh definitely like probably some of our best stuff oh yeah uh, i like being a continued uh the guest star and plus uh dressing up's kind of fun so uh, <laughs> usually i'll work trek related it stuff. very much is and yeah um you know when when i when i die and let's face it i'm gonna be the first to go uh maybe you <laughs> could take my my spot randy <laughs> <laughs> okay 
But I, I think he'll be around for a while. He's got all those stem cells in there doing the <laughs> doing all the hard work. So, so <laughs> maybe we could make this show be like an evolutionary thing. Like it just keeps going. It never dies. Yeah. Like we might be. It could be a hundred years that we've been dead, but the show's still going on. <laughs> Kind of like Star Trek, you know? Were yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. You know? We're Leonard Skinner. They just keep getting new people. In the- oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Blue Oyster oh. Cult. <laughs> oh, Blue Oyster Cult. Hell yeah. Oh. All right. Well, well, speaking of music, you probably hear some music coming in right now. Oh, yeah. And it's pretty awesome, isn't it? Very. So, uh, thank you, Randy, for hanging out with us to the end of the episode. Thanks for the music. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's got to bump it in his headphones. Drink <laughs> <laughs> that shit up to 11. There's no God to judge me. No devil to push me. Fools I see Needs to sink in due time And I will be the storm See the hatred in my eye There's no God to judge me No devil to push me There's no law above me Now there is 